0: If you use that approach and the I love myself is on the level of ego consciousness, which is the only place that it actually can apply, then what you're doing is adding another level of ignorancing to your process. You're giving the censoring agency of the ego a command to not let you know about the non-love and the anti-love and the self-hatred that's in there. So what that does is repress further the information that would be in your preconscious into the unconscious. And as Freud discovered uh, when he started actually using this kind of an approach, there's a return of the repressed. And that's why he shifted away from uh, this approach. And this was the original approach used in the 1800s in France um, by Hippolyte Bernheim and then made most famous by Emile Coué. I don't know if you're familiar with Couet but in the 1870s he became famous and, and his method um, became very popular in the US which was an affirmation every day in every way I'm getting better and better. And you told people to repeat that over and over again, uh, all day long. And, uh, and, and just that thought would change them. Well, ultimately it was not effective and produced some negative results. But the, uh, the point is that that's actually the basis of hypnosis, uh, suggestion, positive suggestion. And all hypnosis really is, is self-hypnosis. And I, I started my own investigation into the psyche by becoming a hypnotist and used that method for people who came to me to stop smoking and to lose weight and to change their behavior patterns, get off alcohol, et cetera, drugs, all of those things that people go to a hypnotist for. What, what happens is that when you put that suggestion in, the sensor uh, is, does several things. One, they somatize the self-hatred into um, symptoms of physical suffering. The second thing they do is project the, the self-hatred out into the world, and it comes back to you through hatred of others of you. And, and, and that, that can happen. If it hasn't happened with you, I'm glad, but it can happen. It can also uh, turn into uh, karmic situations where there will be more clashes with people and more accidents, more sabotage of of an unconscious sort. So one has to be very careful of the systemic effects of a shift like this because if there is self-hatred that hasn't been um, uh, deconstructed or a mind parasite that that hates you or some kind of even a psychotic fragment that wants to collapse, that, th- that will find a way to come back at you in the form of karma. It, it, the repressed cannot be simply eliminated through putting a band-aid of, of an affirmation on top of it. And if there's a volcano wanting to explode, a band-aid is not going to stop it from happening. So that's the first thing. We have to actually get more information, not less. And if we try to put an affirmation over, what we're saying is, I don't want to know. We're putting the, the self-hatred into a, a forbidden a knowledge category, and then it will stay repressed. But what you can't uh, stop doing, the sensor can, can, uh, can keep you from remembering most dreams. But when it, it really wants the, the information is too heavy, it will come to you in the form of nightmares. And it will come in the form of emotional storms that you won't be able to affirm your way out of. It will come in the form of such heavy, uh, negative uh, thought waves that, that you won't even be able to remember your affirmation. Things like that will, will happen and will, uh, will cause you to even, even forget that that was your approach because you'll be carried away by negative storms. So, when those kinds of things happen, then one one realises that one needs to use a a different approach that does not uh, pretend to uh, have a certain affect which is not real. And it doesn't become real simply through the imagining of it and the continuing to uh, try to uh, impress that on yourself. Because the ego lacks essence. It is not actually able to love itself. The ego is a defense against non-love, and it is made up of the impressions of other people that one takes in and imitates, or or is intimidated by, or is uh, affected by through a desire to be like them. And the ego is made up of a number of different self-images, some of which are positive and others of which are negative. But the affirmation cannot control all of those uh, different self-images, which then will fragment and become out of communication with each other, the more that there is uh, a demand that only a certain kind of affect can get through into the consciousness. So what it ends up doing actually is creating more complexity at the level of the unconscious, and uh, more disintegration. So this, the, the, the recommendation, therefore, and that's why we, I was talking to Trace about that, is love the ticket. No, the, the real ticket is emptiness because there is no ability for real love at the level of the ego because the ego lacks being. It's not real. It's an artifact that is produced to uh, pacify the other and to... Um, take the niche in the family system that was given to you and to be able to uh, uh, adapt to the demands of the social other the the ego because of its sense of lack uh, cannot access love the consciousness in order to find love real love that will have the power then to to release the negative affects in the in the ego is to reach a higher level of integration, which requires the emptying out of all identifications, and it's that emptiness that is the margin of pure awareness that is not identified as an ego and therefore is has a um, a higher level. On the, on the spectrum of, of consciousness, of command over the ego uh, system of, uh, of censorship, of self-censorship and of repression. The, the emptiness overcomes that because it's not under the jurisdiction of that ego system and is able to then comprehend the entirety of the ego from beyond it. And by letting go of all identifications, the consciousness is able to receive and absorb into itself the real love that is the essence of our being and bring that into the ego from that space of consciousness that is not ego, but that is also not other, that is in the reality of non-dual being. And so the emptiness has access to the fullness that is the true nature of our being, which you could call God consciousness. And as that comes in, the power to transform the ego consciousness and to dissolve it and to completely eliminate the traces of suffering and of uh, negative belief is given to you. But it's it's not given to you from a position within language. It's given to you from that intelligence that is translinguistic, and that doesn't need to make any affirmations in language. It is simply the realization of what you really are, and and that's an important distinction: self-realization, not an imaginary uh, self-change through. Uh, through adding a, a positive and putting it over a negative, but a realization that you are neither positive nor negative and that what you are is not a personal being but the universal presence of consciousness that has no limitations and no uh, no form and no uh, attachments, no... Uh, relationship to an other, whether internal or external. Because as long as there is that ego um, system in the unconscious, and there will be superego fragments that do not like you, or that have uh, negative projections on you, and you have internalized them, until those have been dissolved, no matter what the the conscious level of affirmation is gonna be, there's gonna be a sabotaging of that. And to prevent disappointment and despair that can be the ultimate result of trying something like that and then it not working, Uh, the transcendence of the ego leads to an empowerment that has no, uh, no blowback to it, no resistance to it. Whereas if you remain within the ego system, there is always going to be a set of counter forces that are going to want to bring you back down under their control and will always uh, keep you in a struggle against feeling bad and against uh, waves of affect and of Uh, karma that one will not be able to understand from within the ego because one hasn't gained a high enough level of detachment and intelligence regarding the ego's illusory nature. Therefore, I recommend an approach in which you gain true understanding of what you really are, not simply trying to affirm something that you don't really believe in, because it will not have the power to withstand those negative forces that come from the, uh, the, the lower levels of the ego that cannot be contained or controlled by the conscious mind. So if we want to have peace, we have to really slay the demons in the unconscious. We can't pretend they're not there or try to add some layer of uh, extra belief through simply affirmation it it won't last but you feel free to experiment with it but i remember when i was doing this a number of different cases uh, happened to me in my uh, early period of uh, professional practice of hypnotherapy And one of the cases that most impressed me was uh, of a woman who had allergies to almost everything. She couldn't leave the house. One of the main allergies was the smell of gasoline. So she could never get in a car. She couldn't go to a gas station. She couldn't go on the street to come to my office. Even you know she lived as a shut-in in her house, and she was allergic to so many things that within her house she couldn't have certain textiles. She shouldn't have, couldn't have certain kinds of carpets. People couldn't come in the house who had certain kinds of smells who had eaten things. I mean, this this woman was really uh, in a, a bind and had lost all of her freedom. Well, within one session, all of these allergies were released, okay? Uh, magically, I, I was able to accomplish this. I don't even know exactly how I did it, but uh, it was basically going to that moment in her childhood when uh, when this, uh, the original idea of using allergy to escape from certain kinds of situations that then later was the unconscious used as a maneuver in her life situation. Anyway, she was able to let it go. She was very happy. She called me, said, I don't need any more sessions and I'm fine. Life is wonderful. Uh, she drove back and, and told me that in one more session, and then she was gone. So she, the fact that she was driving, going to gas stations, right? her life had totally changed. I felt very good, okay, you know, that was a success. One of my first sessions, you know, I felt, okay, now I, I really know what I'm doing. Well, about a month later, she called again crying. And she said, my husband is divorcing me. And my children, she had two teenage daughters, they've gone crazy. And, and they're uh, you, you, uh, get becoming delinquents in school. My life ha- has become completely unmanageable. Help. Okay, so, well, of course, she comes back in for another session. And it turns out that the allergy was a defense against the husband's fear that she would go out and get into affairs with other men. And now his paranoia that she was going to do that came into place. And in fact, she was going out and having relationships with other men and doing things that she could not control because this had been her own unconscious desire that she didn't even know. And so uh, that happened. And the children in the family system went haywire in order to try to get her back, needing to take care of them instead of going out gallivanting with other people in social situations. Anyway, so what I realized is then I had to do family therapy, and I had to learn a lot about family systems. I went to my books very, very heavily and began working on it, and I brought the husband in, we did couples therapy, and we finally got the situation under control. But it turned out it was a lot more difficult than just dealing with a symptom. And she felt very good about herself, okay? She loved herself after that first session, but her life fell apart. Okay, And uh, what I discovered was with a number of, uh, of clients after that, similar kinds of things would happen. The symptom they came to solve was solved, but then other things arose. And I began to see the entirety of the complexity of a human life. And and then with this uh, woman, when I started doing therapy with a husband, his issues, as they changed, affected his friendships, his job. He no longer wanted to work in his job. He quit. Uh, Many, many different things change. When you deal with one symptom, you deal with an entire life shift that happens. You don't just uh, change one domino without all of them falling. So if you're going to really affect change, I discovered in terms of my own ethics as a therapist, like what am I doing here? Am I creating more harm than good by blindly jumping in and solving a problem that doesn't recognize that it's within a much larger context? That if you want to deal with this in a way that doesn't create those negative kinds of uh, side effects, one has to go to a higher level in which the entire system is comprehended as a whole. And when the system can shift in a healthy way, then there can be a freedom for everybody in that system from having to play a certain role in order to stabilize one another. But if you try to work with one part of that system and shift it, then you're going to create all kinds of other blowbacks and the system will get its revenge against someone who within that system is shifting in a way that uh, is going to make others angry and, uh, and unstable. Because because the problem is no ego is stable, and it stabilizes itself with a relationship to another ego. And then the reason why most people have children is the children stabilize the parents, actually. It's not the reverse. The, 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 the parents are too weak, and they need a, an adoring other that they can capture that has unconditional love for them. When the child starts growing up and, and starts hating the parent, then the parent destabilizes. So the, there's a lot of pressure to never Grow up, because if you grow up and abandon your mother, she will collapse, right? So we, we've heard about all of these cases. So uh, w- once you understand the, that the system is far more complex than just an individual, and an, an individual is far more complex than their ego, and and there is a, a far more uh, uh, a larger context. And that one of the things that happens if you try to affirm your way out of this, but remaining with the ego, is you'll have to block your third eye, you'll have to block your awareness, you'll have to create an agency that cuts your ability to connect the dots, because you don't want to see the effects that these things are having, and you'll have to anesthetize yourself, and many different things happen as a result that you won't even know are a result of this, effort, but that will uh, come upon you in your life and, and uh, create uh, different sorts of mysterious effects that you won't be able to link back to a particular cause, because you, you haven't reached a high enough level to see uh, how all of these uh, aspects of your life connect with each other in secret ways. So that's why my recommendation is get to that point where you understand all the secrets of of how the different aspects of your life interact and then everything will be very sweet and simple as we all want it to be but it's not sweet and simple within the ego which is a very complex entity but within that level of the soul and the spirit yes there is blessed simplicity and then you don't have to do anything and that's why the emptying emptying out of ego as your identity and the refusal to identify with anything or anyone brings the real self into your space with all of its power of serving the whole because the real self is that consciousness that emanates into every being. And therefore, a change that's made at that level will create uh, effects that are entirely without negative uh, consequences, because it is a consciousness of the all that serves the all with benevolence. And, and therefore, an entire community can shift in a positive way without there having to be a scapegoat or a loser or in some way a disharmony between different members, whether they are internalized aspects of the ego or writ large external beings in one's life that one has to either cut off from or one has to project on or provoke in certain certain unconscious ways to act in in negative ways toward one. But but all of this can only be understood by that higher level of intelligence that's beyond the ego. And the higher love that comes only when one has transcended the ego. Within the ego, one has no power over the storms of emotional uh, affect that come from Uh, the desire to hold one in a homeostasis so that every time one tries to make an advance or become uh, better or or reach a a state of greater uh, success in life, there will be a force that will try to pull you down if you are violating certain command systems that are still in place in the unconscious. And it's those kinds of things that cause one to oscillate or become bipolar or, or have uh, some other emotional instability. And we want to get to a place where we have actual stability that can't be disturbed no matter what's happening in our lives. And if you want to have that kind of stability, you have to go beyond the ego level of consciousness. Okay. So I think in a nutshell that sums up the... Um, the view that pretty much all uh, all the psychotherapists who have really studied this have come to, but there has been a collective uh, return uh, to repression against the knowledge of how complex our unconscious is. And so I remember in the days that I was uh, practicing hypnotherapy before I went to other things, the classical hypnosis that's based on positive suggestion turns out not to be very effective. So most hypnotherapists, after a while, they start studying things like NLP. And they start studying Ericksonian hypnotherapy and the EMDR, the uh, the eyesight uh, thing. To these are kinds of different ways of getting people into deeper trances and and to use different kinds of twists of of uh, sorts of suggestions that are are not that don't go against directly the negative uh, af, aspects of the of the ego and the superego. ego, but. Uh, <laughs> get them to collude with the therapist and and they're they're very interesting and very clever but none of those ultimately work either and what i i used to go to a lot of um, uh hypnotherapy demonstrations by famous hypnotherapists who would come visit in in the bay area and um a, a lot of them were uh were very impressed with themselves but uh at the time that i was going to these i was also studying kleinian theory which goes into the what's really going on at the level of the unconscious at least the infantile uh ego in its resistance against authority against the mother against all of this and what i was seeing when i would watch these um hypnotherapy demonstrations is that the client was actually hypnotizing the therapist. (laughs) And it was an amazing thing when you could see that, that that the client was much more intelligent than the therapist and was getting the therapist to get off their back and believing they did a fine job and everything was great. But meanwhile, the, 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 the client was refusing to change at all. Uh, and, and, and simply uh, doing something to, uh, to get the, the therapist to believe that they, they had done their work and they were finished, right? And then nothing would have changed. And the, and, and the client's unconscious is far more intelligent than the therapist, knows a, a lot more. Than, than the therapist could ever know about their own unconscious. And therefore, uh, the the therapist can never do anything without the permission of the unconscious mind's uh, 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 surrender, let's say, to allowing those kinds of changes to be made. But there's not going to be a surrender at the level of ego. The surrender is only going to come when there has been a uh, an achievement of... A, an uplifting of the vibrational frequency beyond the level of the ego, where there is a recognition of the power of the presence of God or the presence of the real that transcends that can in fact contain the ego and bring it healing love that is consistent and capable and of, of, in a trustworthy way of allowing its wounds to heal in a permanent fashion when when that situation is achieved you can uh, you can uh, achieve change that is truly transformative rather than simply a band-aid or a temporary effect and it's that kind of, uh, of a shift that is the only one that's ultimately worth achieving so the uh, the knowledge of the complexity of the unconscious mind and of the superconscious mind is something that the society itself uh, has rejected, because the society has reached such a point of degradation that the elite d- do not want the the majority of the population to know too much if they have too much curiosity if they have too much political savvy they will overthrow the system and therefore what they what they want is not a uh, a self transformation process to be available to people but they want people to take drugs they want the, it's the big pharmaceutical bureaucracy that has now gained hegemony and they are no longer teaching the 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 ways of having true therapeutic effects on people that will actually transform them and bring them into higher intelligence and higher will and love because they're afraid this will create a revolution in society in which there will be an overthrow of an unjust system. So what they want to do is the opposite. Dumb down the people. Don't allow the information about the unconscious and the superconscious to get through except in very uh, diluted, new-agey kind of ways that are are more imaginary than real. And not to allow the, uh, the kind of therapies that we're developing in the 20s and 30s, but that had been for the most part uh, blackballed and eliminated by the medical establishment and then the psychological establishment, and replaced by behavioral, cognitive, and those kinds of approaches that are purely about affirmations and changing the way the conscious mind thinks, but not dealing with either the unconscious or the power of the superconscious. So we have a situation now in which. Uh, people want a quick fix, and they want uh, they want something uh, that uh, doesn't require them to deal with unconscious anxieties. So a pill is the perfect approach, or an affirmation, or an approach that uh, can simply. Uh, visualize a shift or, or have some kind of a talisman, a crystal or, or some magical uh, instrument or a mantra but that uh, one will hold on to like a teddy bear but will not actually bring real empowerment. So if we want real empowerment, we, there's no shortcut. We have to go through the heroes battle against the, in, the inner demons, and they have to be defeated. So that's the approach of Sat Yoga, and everyone is uh, free to use any other approach that they want, but this is the only approach that uh, I trust that will get you free from the uh, blowback effects of unconscious forces that want to keep you small, keep you within the ego, and keep you um, at the mercy of the demands of others, internal others and external others, which is what the entire social system is based on. Keep you in a state of lack, and of uh, a sense of internal fear, desire, and neediness that will not allow you to know what real love is. And only by transcending the ego will the real power of love uh, be accessible. And that comes through going through the dark night of the soul, facing the emptiness, the unreality of who you thought you were, and dissolving all of that to find the truth of that supreme real that is not Uh, thinkable, imaginable, conceivable in any way, but comes from a level of consciousness beyond your ability to grasp or to control or to know and that you can only surrender to in absolute humility. That's all I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) floor is for you. Please feel free to disagree.